Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, humanity is just too corrupt for its own survival. I mean, they're just they're, they're, they're too many chiefs and not enough braves, and uh, you know, too many uh, self-centered, uh, ambitious, aggressive, aggrandizing people to make harmony. I mean, that that's exactly the kind of entropy that Ra talks about in service to self organizations. They can't keep it together because um, they're working at, at odds with each other. And uh, humanity's like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> don't hold out much hope. Somebody asked me yesterday, do I have any hope for humanity before the end of, of the cycle? And I said, no hope for a civilizational renaissance, but surely hope or certainty that many people will still make the grade. Many more than have now will make the grade before dimensional shift. But I don't think this civilization um, is moral enough to um, reform itself. Um, yeah, Ross said, quote, there are few to harvest. Despite the best efforts yes. of the Confederation and the adepts and the wanderers, there are few to harvest. So yeah, the majority will repeat the cycle and the harvest percentage uh, will be low, I always thought anywhere between 5 and 15% would graduate. So, and they would be moved to other 3D planets. Now, they, it may not be a different Logos, even if it's a different solar system, because one Logos can actually be the, the boss of multiple solar systems simultaneously. It would be certainly most harmonious for them. And particularly, I think, Related to the archetypal mind, the archetypal mind of 3D souls uh, of the same logos would be the same whatever solar system or planet they're on. So as the archetypical mind uh, may well be, may not be, but it may well be quite, it may be resonant or compatible or the same from the same logos in another 3D solar system and planet, it would be an easier transition. So that's expected, but um, most will repeat the cycle, it seems. Oh yeah, well, I, I mean, everything is unique because, you know, the configuration of, of every mind-body-spirit complex is different, but in terms of the pattern of many repeating, that's not new at all. The pattern of many um, not being able to get themselves uh, going on the polarization path positive or negative, that, that's not new at all either. So uh, spiritual apathy or retardation or uh, you know impairment um, happens in many 3D planets for many souls and many repeat all over the universe or all over the galaxy, I'm sure. So what, what is unique, <clears throat> or I mean everything's unique, what is more unique or less common, I think, is the multiple origins of the souls on this planet's 3D cycle now. Well, I think it's actually by logoic decree. It's by logoic decision that 3D repeaters from multiple 3D planets in multiple solar systems and possibly multiple logoi, um, those repeating souls are all, are all sent here to all together experience this 3D cycle. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. If, I mean, Ross said something like 10 to 15 planets 
uh, are the origin of all the souls on Earth uh, as humanity today. Of those 10 to 15 other planets, assuming that they're not all from the same Logos as this, which is likely, then there are a few Logoi um, who have uh, established solar systems within which there are 3D planets from which, from whom uh, repeating souls are sent here. And then, yeah, I guess it's conceivable, of course, that if those Logoi still have available 3D planets, some of these people will sent, be sent back there. And I think that it's from a, you know, as a very minor esoteric point, it probably is a good thing for 3D souls to experience 3D with multiple Logoi if they need to. Meaning, the the uh, the parameters uh, of light, you know, the 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 modifications to intelligent energy that are associated with very subtle distinctions in the seven ray configuration from different logoi, and then particularly the racial what I think is the racial mind archetypical mind basis of mind body spirit uh, for three D incarnate souls in those octaves of those multiple logoi. It's probably a good thing for logo for souls that are repeating to experience multiple mind multiple archetypal mind configurations under those different logoi. Meaning uh like this logoi uh is what um in the Alice Bailey Theosophy there's an idea that the logoi um are of the first three rays. In a seven-ray system, the first three rays are similar to the first three laws: uh, will and power one, love, wisdom two, and uh, intelligent activity or intelligent energy, intelligent activity three. Intelligent activity is akin to light, while second principle is more akin to love. Third, first principle more akin to will. So you can say will, love, light, or will, mind and then energy or in body. So, you, you know, there are three ways to look. There, there are different ways to look at the three laws. So from Ra, you've got the law of free will, the law of love, the law of light. In the Bailey system, you've got the first ray of will and power, which fits perfectly. The second ray in Bailey theosophy is wisdom, love, love wisdom. And then the third ray is intelligent or uh, intelligent activity, something like that. And that fits more with a uh, schema where the, the first three rays correlate with spirit, mind, body. So that spirit is associated with will, will and power. First ray, always, no problem. Second ray, associated with mind, which is basically love, wisdom. <clears throat> and so to say that the, the second law, in Ra's second law of love, could also more properly be called the law of love, light or as Bailey's is the law of love wisdom, which is mind. And then the third law, uh, which for Ra is the law of light, in Bailey is um, the law of intelligent activity, which is akin to the uh, rim of a wheel. So the hub is first ray, the spokes are second ray, the rim is third ray, and so you have the countless uh, variations, countless uh, manifestations of form, or energy field, or matter, which is third ray, which is more associated with light, but um, not the same as sentience, which is very much second ray. So you've got <clears throat> will, love, or love light, 
love wisdom, and then activity or form energy, which correlates to body. Second rate of mind, first rate of will, or spirit. So spirit, body, you know, spirit, mind, body, rays or laws, one, two, three. So wanders, or not wanders, but 3D repeaters uh, would do well to be under Logoi, whose primary ray is one of those three. Or to have a 3D space-time experience in solar systems with a different ray basis logos. Meaning some logos in the Bailey system are considered first ray, some second, some third. And so to be in a first ray solar system is different than to be in a second or third ray solar system based mm -hmm. on the, the ray of the logos. And the idea is that there are distinctions uh, in the three rays of the three, you know, the, the logoi are distinct by their predominant ray character. This is very esoteric in theosophy. So there are, so the logoi of this solar system may be on the second ray. And the logos of Sirian's system may be on the first ray or the third. And the logos of the Pleiadian star system may be on the first or the second, or, or who knows, something like that. Now, the, the Earth and Pleiades and, so, and Sirius are very closely related. They may all be from the same logos also. But solar system further out, like like uh, Cygnus or Andromeda, which is not only a galaxy but also a star and uh, a constellation, but also uh, um, a star system with planets. Uh, the Andromedan logos may be first ray, while the Syrian may be uh, third ray, <laughs> you know, or the, the Terran solar logos may be second ray. It goes like that. And so for a 3D soul repeating or a wanderer coming and going uh, to have 3D experience under different ray-based logoi can be helpful. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the qualitative differences of global cultures absolutely may relate <clears throat> to those groups' origin uh, from 3D planets associated with differently ray predominant logoi. So, I mean, you've, you've got Germany and Japan, right? Uh, but the culture of Northern Europe, German, is really quite different than the culture of Southern Europe, Italy, Greece, you know, Spain. And so there's Mediterranean. And, and now it's very hard to call to say that those come from different 3D groups and different logoi. It's really hard to say. But surely the main root races, the main five races, right, black, brown, red, yellow, white, if there is such a thing, um, share certain characteristics, even though there are countless distinctions within them. And it's very hard to trace that back. We can't, I can't trace that back to different logoi of different 3D planets, but that kind of thing is happening. Uh, you know, like like um, uh, Scandinavian peoples versus um, yeah, per Chinese peasants versus yeah. um, you know Burundi pygmies. 
versus uh, Thai, Thailand, Hill Tribe people. They really are quite different in some ways. But there, there's particularly a difference between indigenous, you know, they're considered to be three root races on Earth already, from Bailey Material Theosophy and other sources like that. The Lemurian, Atlantean, and Aryan. And they very much associate with the, with the three 25,000-year major cycles. And so the first is Lemurian, the second Atlantean, the third Aryan. Aryan doesn't mean Nazi. Aryan means coming down uh, actually to the nor northern India after, Lemur after Atlantis fell. So in India they're called Aryan. That's the Aryan thing in India, which the Nazis linked up with, actually. <clears throat> and so the idea that, that the Aryan root race is post-Atlantean and came down from Tibet um, and has some strange association to Northern European Germanic. That that I'm not sure about. But these three root races <clears throat> um, seem to be real. Meaning um, not just genetics, but um, metaphysical quality of uh, African native people versus in indigenous um you know, indigenous tribal people that are not African, but, but you know, brown or red-skinned or something, versus some kind of East Asian thing, versus some European or Middle Eastern Semitic thing, right? These so-called races. There is definitely tracing back to their third-density uh, planets of origin, I'm sure, and uh, related to the ray predominance of the logos of that solar system of that 3D planet. That that's really happening, but I don't, you know, to trace it back is very difficult, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, well, morality is definitely, I mean, what we call morality, which really means harmlessness, let's say, uh, or activity of body, mind, and speech that's associated with love or uh, the desire to benefit all. Um, the comprehension and um, operation and uh, understanding and expression of that surely improves or increases um, with dimensional you know, advancement, progress up the densities, of course, it develops. Uh, but there's also what can be called a sufficient degree of morality for 51%, that's associated with 51% service to other. That 51% service to other or the qualification for graduation to 4D positive to enter the kingdom of heaven, something like that, uh, is a measure of morality that is possible in this dimension. And while uh, morality in higher dimensions is surely uh, far deeper and um, non-distorted than it is here, like just like Ross said, understanding is not of your density, this density. Uh, as understanding is not native to this density, so too uh, high or, or finely non-distorted morality is not of this dimension either. But still, there is um, uh, you know some development of seven ray uh, expression, seven ray development that is associated with fifty-one percent service to other or harvestability which is uh, a measure on the positive path of morality. So it's, it's, yes, higher dimensions know it and express it better, and yes, 
um, some degree of morality, what we're calling morality, is very possible here. In fact, it's required to get out. So it's doable. It's just not done well by, by most people. Yes, uh, anybody who has any disappointment is a person, all of us have disappointment regularly. In my view, all disappointment stems from mistaken, uh, from limited view or projection, you know, fashioned projective misinterpretation of that which we're considering. If we are disappointed, um, it's because we didn't know uh, things would turn out as they have. That knowing represents a blind spot. That knowing is possible. Uh, ha uh, theoretically, it's possible that we knew these things before they happened, but we didn't. That's our blind spot. So, the person, when we are disappointed about something, it's because we had a blind spot to not see that it would turn out that way. <laughs> now, uh, like we talked about Gautama or Nityananda, they knew what would happen before it happened, 